Coming to you from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Quinn Spin. Hey now, and welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of The Quinn Spin. I'm your host, The Quinn, back here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, YouTube, and more for yet another rousing and riveting installment of the official podcast of Underground Music Collective. You just heard Revel 9's All I've Become, our opening theme song since the great year of 2014, and it will be into 2023 and until the end of days. And we are almost to 2023. This is our first episode of December, the final month of 2022 and what better time to bring back a previous guest and start the little bit of year-end reflection here on the show i have lauren gomance of soul fit counseling who's also a yoga instructor who teaches a wonderful class when it's warm outside yes. uh, at church street park here in nashville coming back to the show yeah and I love it. first time on the glorious interview set i know this looks so good i love it yeah we, we've we've definitely uh glown up since april the yeah. last time we were on was april yeah. and that was not only one of our most popular episodes of the year but mm-hmm. one of the most insightful i think of this entire run so yeah glad yeah. to have you back thank you i'm so glad to be here and we've technically done three um but the <laughs> first one is yeah. well actually four <laughs> because we did my podcast too right yeah, yeah. but i still haven't posted so I, I was i was gonna we've ask, got to that? work on that okay. <laughs> i've got to work on that but <laughs> it, it's good um i listened to it it sounds good yeah yeah so i remember that being a very good conversation but yeah the the time you were referring to the lost uh-huh, you know, first the lost episode, files <laughs> the lost files were they were actually lost files yeah like they were we, <laughs> Tried recording that that episode that you all heard mm-hmm. in April, uh, the week before that. Yeah. And Logic just stopped recording mm-hmm. about halfway through. Mm-hmm. We tried to start back up again, and Logic stopped recording. And it's like, well, we don't have time to figure this out today. No. So then, then you came back the next week. And it was perfect. It was like divine timing. I feel like it was better. It was better. So. It, it was better. We were able to curate our points better Mm -hmm. you know for sure um i just wanted to say shout out to you for doing yoga and you show up for yourself every week i feel like except for the weeks that you were out of town of Mm -hmm. course but um and i asked you this on my podcast but what would you say to guys that are hesitant about doing yoga or people in general that might be hesitant about yoga that do work out do you like not having back pain? Because <laughs> yoga, for me, mm-hmm. I can't speak for anyone else's yeah. experience, but like I, my back's been all kinds of jacked up since mm-hmm. high school. I started doing yoga with you mm-hmm. and like, you know, once in a while get a little bit of stiffness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if I'm, if I'm going too hard on like the powerlifting stuff, but yeah. like, it's not like a constant, is my back going to hurt today? Mm-hmm. Like once a week is all yeah. it's taken to like make me just feel a lot better, you know, in the core mm-hmm. region. And honestly, like, it's kind of fun to challenge yourself in a different yeah. way. Like, I remember the first class I came to. Yeah. Which was a few weeks after that episode. After the podcast, premiered. yeah. Um, I remember the first night, like, after that first class, I my legs were Pain. so heavy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, they were, my legs were, like, so heavy that, like, I was having trouble sleeping. But by yeah. the next day, I, I was good because, like, yeah. I hadn't worked out in that way. Yeah. For a, I hadn't done yoga mm-hmm. in a couple of years, and not that I was really doing it regularly, but, like, mm-hmm. it's a nice palate cleanse to all, like, the – the mm-hmm. power stuff and like the yeah and i think it's cool like you said to do it maybe once a week or mm-hmm. once every two weeks 
just to help your muscles and help your mental space. Um, And there's no like right or wrong or good or bad, but I will say it seems like you're a lot more comfortable now than when you first started and just feel a lot more flexible. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I can, I can do the crow for at least a couple seconds. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Half moon gets me though. Really? Does that one get you? Well, you know what it is? Like we do it out of that Shiva squat. Yeah. That's where it's hard to get in a half moon. It is kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I'm just going down and getting in a half moon. Yeah. Uh, I demonstrate. That's funny. But I don't know if we ever like. Yeah. Like if I'm just going straight into it, but like if I'm coming into it, from we do half pose, splits and then yeah. Shiva. Yeah. Yeah. Then I like. Because I've definitely fallen over a couple times. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I really don't notice you fall over. The one time I thought was hilarious, though, was when you said, I was like, do you have any that seem hard? And you're like, happy baby. I was like, what? Seriously. <laughs> like, no, it might as well be like the turtle on its so, back for me. Yeah. You were like, scared to fall. <laughs> I do. I roll too far over. And then, I, I mean, you got to look up these poses because yeah, I'm not doing baby. them right it's now. It's funny. But like, it's the, like you're literally laying on your back, grabbing the outside of your ankle and just kind of like gently rocking back and yeah. forth. But for some reason, I was roll too far over and i'm like on my side and i feel like a turtle on its back and I can't get <laughs> you're up. like how do i get out of here <laughs> and i am like so funny. Uh, uh, okay okay we're good and then i and then the force of that rolls me over to the other side <laughs> you're like oh shit here we go <laughs> and then funny. happy baby's over and i'm happy yeah uh, <laughs> then we're happy yeah then i am a happy baby yeah it's so good though i just feel like it's good for mental health physical health spiritual health um just a good balance and especially i know you work out a lot so it's not like you that's the only thing you do right mm. yeah it's good to just have in the routine Mm -hmm. one day makes a difference because like i've noticed weeks where like i've missed yoga or Mm -hmm. something where it's like okay well i gotta do something and i go like Mm -hmm. to the other parts of my routine you know it's a lot of like functional Mm -hmm. or like even powerlifting and i feel so much more stiff in a week that i don't do yoga Mm -hmm. as opposed to i'm i'm kind of nervous for these next few months yeah well we're not going to be doing the outdoor thing yeah and you know, we're still kind of working. I guess you're still working. Yeah. Out so I'm going to plan on doing doing it on Zoom and yeah. then people can follow that at Soul Fit Counseling and um, I'll post on there. And yeah, I, it'll be free still, but yeah. I'm excited. I just want to do even if it's me in my apartment or um, at like the pool house or something like that so that people can still continue their yoga routine and whatnot yeah. from home well that's good because i've been telling i've been telling people here like if i have to go four months without this and then come back in march <laughs> like that first day back is going to be another mm-hmm. one of those where my legs are heavy and mm-hmm. i don't sleep yeah and it's a good reset too even just the messages for me especially like tuning back into whatever the message is that day um your intention and i think that's so important for our life and in general what we talked about before this is setting an intention before your practice before your day um before anything really yeah it it really it is calming you know i've i mean you've seen me come there frazzled yeah Yeah. and i'm like okay yeah good like there have been (laughs) i there you know that you come into it with whatever you're dealing with that day or week you know Mm -hmm. and then it's just that hour my phone's away it's, mm-hmm. it's in that little blue ba- backpack that mm-hmm. I bring. Like it's it's not away. It's not. Yeah. Fun. It's on silent, not vibrate, because I don't want to hear it. Yes. Yeah. And you, like you say at the beginning, like take this time for you, mm-hmm. and you just take that time for you. And you know, once in a while, because you're downtown in the yeah. park, you get some noise. Yeah. You know, or the, some wild people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. There have been some interesting <laughs> things that you see, you know, in the in the process of this. But like, yeah. You know, it just helps you remind yourself to refocus mm-hmm. in those moments where it's like you know somebody's speeding by and they're in their, yeah uh 
Mustang or whatever. Yeah, I, I motorcycle yeah. or maybe someone yelling. I had mm. a lady. I wish you were there a few weeks ago. Honestly, because we didn't have any guys, yeah. and I feel safer when you're there. But mm. um, she was screaming and cussing, and it was a lot. But she was like, I'm doing effing yoga. And I was like, she wasn't talking to me. She was mm. talking to, I think, one of the park people. Oh. But, yeah, it got really odd. I was like, I don't think she actually wants to do yoga. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, we've had some odd stuff. Last week, we had someone rapping in the back. Oh. <laughs> you missed it. I you missed it. You weren't there yet. That was last Tuesday. It yeah. was funny. I was like, we don't even need the music. We've got him singing in the back. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And well, then we had that one guy who stumbled up from Broadway and decided <laughs> yeah. to like share my mat with me. Never will I ever forget that <laughs> moment. I was like, sir, do you need a mat? And he was like, no, I'm good. And he's like on Gerard's <laughs> and mat. I'm just thinking, I'm not good. <laughs> I was like, you're kind of giving me this look like Lauren. And I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I didn't agree to this. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, you, you do have some characters. It is wild. Park. But that's it. It's exactly what you said. It's the constant practice, not just in yoga, but in life every day of putting that light around you reminding yourself that this is your journey this is your practice of course we love people and we share this with people yeah. but um that we have to tune back into our breath and into our practice our journey mm -hmm. and not so much worrying about what's happening out here um just i mean of course we can notice all of that but coming back to self which yeah. is crucial yeah 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 so when the drag bus rolls by yeah and <laughs> they're uh, like yeah party yeah <laughs> you know it's like okay okay that was a fun moment now let's go now let's back. back in yeah zen yeah, yeah that, that was the season finale the drag bus roll <laughs> i forget did. what song was blasting <laughs> But I'm just like, remember. well, they're having a good time. Maybe like three, six, nine. Damn, you're <laughs> fun. And we're out here like, oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, never a dull moment at Church Street No, Park. we love it. Um, Soul know. Fit Counseling Yoga. We love mm -hmm. it. Absolutely. So we didn't even, I didn't even get to ask you the three standard questions. Yeah. But to remind our yeah. audience who you are and uh -huh. what you do and all that, mm -hmm. those three questions are, for those who missed that first episode, who mm -hmm. are you? What are your passions? And why on earth would you want to come back? To the, the Quinspin. Yeah. Um, Lauren Gomez. I'm a licensed counselor and a yoga teacher. Love that. Um, and then I have a private practice here in Nashville, Soul Fit Counseling. Um, yeah, and my office is here. Passions. I love traveling. I love my spiritual practices, and there's so many. Um, and I think everyone's can be different, and that's perfectly fine. And then why am I coming back? Is that the last one? Yeah. Um, because you're freaking awesome no. and you always show up for me. And so I'm showing up for you and I just appreciate it. I love it. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah. Appreciate it. And you mentioned travel. Uh, mm -hmm. You've had the chance to do some traveling. This yeah. Year, you know? Yeah, I did. And one, uh, one thing that's been coming up on the show a lot lately. So if you're playing the Quinspin drinking game, go ahead, take a sip. Yeah. <laughs> is the value of having a recharge, mm, you know, yes. having the opportunity to get away, whether it's for a few days, a week, mm -hmm. a month, um, Mm -hmm. And so you've had, you, you were in Hawaii earlier mm -hmm. this year. You've been a yep. whole bunch of places. And yeah. so I'm curious to know the role that that plays in your life mm -hmm. and how that helps you keep everything in balance so you can show back up mm -hmm. for everything that you do. Mm -hmm. I love that. So I've always loved traveling. And in the past few years, I've been really big on traveling by myself. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's good, again, to reset and to refocus on what's going on with you. Um, so I went to Santa Barbara by myself, mm -hmm. loved it. That's, um, in California. And then I saw my family a few days after that, uh, for a wedding. And then I did Hawaii that, but that was with family. 
Um, yeah, and then I did Asheville, North Carolina. That was beautiful. Such a cute town. Yeah. Just to kind of reset and have some fun just by myself. Um, yep. And I just feel like those times, at least for me, that are separate from anyone else are crucial to tune back into my journaling or um, praying, meditating, that kind of thing. I don't know why it can be a little bit difficult to do those things when you're at home. Yeah. Um, I just feel like I can sometimes get in this grind yeah. mindset when I'm at home rather yeah. than when I'm out of my space. It's just a little bit easier to to be in that. Yeah, I I can relate to that wholeheartedly because like one thing I've noticed about myself, yeah. I have no off switch in Nashville. Yeah, you None. are a hustler. <laughs> but, but like to to my detriment sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like someone will be like, hey, why don't you come do this? Or mm-hmm. why don't you come to this show? Or not yeah. even a show, just like come hang out. I'm like... Well, I have this to do. I have this mm-hmm. to do. I have this to do. Yeah, I just can't make time to do yeah. anything other than things like mm-hmm. that needs to get done. You know, like mm-hmm. it is very hard. Like, you know, even if, t- if I were to take a day off mm-hmm. or like a weekend off in Nashville, it wouldn't end up being a day or a weekend yeah. off. Yeah. I would find something to do. Yeah. By noon, I'd be going crazy. Really? And I'd have to be like, I need to work. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Whereas, yeah. like, if I go somewhere, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm I'm shutting off. Yeah. Like, I'll do what I need to do to kind of keep the train mm-hmm. rolling, but, like, that's my time to, like, step into a different part of my mm-hmm. life. I go home a couple times a year back north, you know? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. And I think you've already done an episode on your trip back home. We, we, talk, we, we talk about it on, yeah. on the show. Yeah. I know with Foundation Mecca, we talked about that, mm-hmm. you know? A couple other episodes too, but yeah, whatever. I could see just a difference in your energy, your positivity, um, all of that from whenever you were coming to yoga before you went back home. And then when you came back, you were just in this like powerful mindset yeah, and a lot more strength. But yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. Well, I mean, you know, without going too far into detail, yeah. you know, it's been an interesting transitional year, you mm-hmm. know, in a personal, mm-hmm. uh, in a personal aspect. Mm-hmm. And before I I left the beginning of August, uh, you know, there were some things going on personally that mm-hmm. um, were, were weighing on me pretty, yeah. pretty heavily, um, you know, in relationships and just dynamics, you know, here in town. Mm-hmm. And I needed to get away. Yeah. You know, and I was, you know, I know I've talked about this on the show. This is another Quinspin drinking game thing yeah. um, <laughs> at this point. Like, you know, I was going to just go up, work Music Fest, come back. Then go back two weeks later, go to the beach, and then come back again. Mm-hmm. And then I just decided I'm just going to stay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just stayed up in Jersey, Pennsylvania, hit a little bit of New York, mm-hmm. uh, both upstate, Hudson Valley, and and even got into the city ones, which was nice. Yeah. And it was just like, I was able to just tap in all these previous parts of my life. Yeah. You know? I, I say previous, but like all these people that are still a part of my life. Yeah. In all, all these previous haunts, you mm-hmm. know? I got to work the run of Music Fest in Bethlehem, which if you know the history of the show and this platform, mm-hmm. you know, we spent a number of years there. Um, again, I spent time with my family, you know, yeah. things like taking my niece to Barnes and Noble. Like me and my niece Amber have at least, you know, we try every time I'm up there or she's mm-hmm. here to like get at least like one hour long car ride. Yeah. Just yeah. to talk. Un- unfiltered uh-huh. you know we don't have to like placate it to the other adults in the room mm-hmm. with varying viewpoints and we could just like talk and just like, how old is she 13 now how crazy it's like you know it's like having a little sister at this yeah point. It's like, and you know in terms of mischief too it's like yeah a sister. we're <laughs> we're actively planning how we're gonna wake up the house on christmas morning that's funny that's a, i that's love a, it usually we just jo- run in with uh pots and spoons mm-hmm. and start 
yeah, seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. But we're uh, we're gonna spice it up a little this year. So <laughs> it sounds like it's just kind of a reminder of who Gerard has been mm-hmm. um, in the past and like that fun side of you, which you obviously have here too. But yeah. when you went home, it sounds like it was just a good reminder and a reset for you for that. Uh, yeah, you know, and just like a reminder of like what the li- the lives you've touched, mm-hmm. you know, and the yeah. people like. And the people that you you've had the chance to connect with along the way, you know, mm-hmm. Music Fest in particular for me, I mean, that was you know that was pretty early on in the Quinn Spin yeah. journey. Like within the first year, I worked my my first Music Fest. I went to school in Bethlehem, mm-hmm. moved back to Jersey, and then that was kind of what started me working that festival and getting brought on year round was what started me to go to bethlehem mm-hmm. start lehigh valley underground like if it weren't for that festival none of this would exist yes like a hundred percent and so like i remember during the pandemic you know in 2020 like is there a nonprofit? you know yeah. and it's the entertainment industry everybody got just yes. whacked in the in the entertainment industry in 2020 you know there was a lot of messaging about like help us actually get to 2021 yeah and i'm like and ever since I had moved, like I, I remained in touch with the folks up there. They told me if I ever wanted to come back and work music, yeah, fest, come I'll on, keep you in the system. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like, oh great, thanks. You know, you know, I'll, I'll yeah, you're like sure, never. <laughs> but like, well, it, not never, but it was yeah. just like, you know, of course you'll keep me in the system because I know what music fest is. And yeah, like, you know, they need all, you know, like all hands on deck, you know, mm-hmm. for the ten days and even mm-hmm. before and a little bit after. And but when 2020 happened, it was like, I'm going to find a way to do that. Yeah. You know? And so I went up, worked most of the festival in 2021. I already had plans at the beach you yeah. know, on the tail end. But then this past year, like I made the plan, I'm doing the full run. Yeah. You got me all 10 days and whatever you need before, you know, a couple of days after I can do. And yeah. it's just so good to like step back into that. Remember where you came from. A hundred percent. Connect, reconnect with these people who like you mm-hmm. find out are still rooting for you. Of course, yeah. And they've known you for such a long time. I think that's important too. Yeah. And so you can step back into this space rejuvenated mm. and more excited. Like even just seeing you come back to yoga after that, which I was so excited to have you back, but you were just so much, I felt like happier, just seemed more powerful and in a good headspace yeah. when you came back for sure. Yeah, Music Fest was just the beginning of it. Yeah. You know, because like yeah. there was, you know, the couple weeks between Music Fest and my annual Cape May trip, which yeah. I, you know I know I've talked about on the show too, yeah. and like it was just like getting to reconnect with different people, getting yep. to just like you know I met a bunch of my kids, mm-hmm. uh, friends' kids, you know who I hadn't mm-hmm. met through the course of the pandemic, or maybe mm-hmm. they've had them since, you know, and I hadn't seen them in a couple mm-hmm. years, you know, and then getting to Cape May, just surrounded by these mm-hmm. college friends and all this, all this just loving energy you know mm-hmm. come as you are like that's how we always were in college mm-hmm. it's like we were kind of a merry band of misfits that all yeah. found each other you know college and like there's still that dynamic but there's such this strong bond and it's mm-hmm. just like to be able to be a part of that you know we do that every year 16 years strong it'll be yeah. 17 in 2023 and to like I, I i just remember that song shade by yes Dirty Heads, i love that it you played i play it a lot yeah and thank you like i I just remember walking on a Cape May Point beach. The mm-hmm. traditional end of this trip is you go to Cape May Point to the lighthouse and the southernmost point in New Jersey to end the summer, right? Mm-hmm. And I just walked down on that beach and like, I don't know what it was, but the golden hour just seemed to be like a little more vibrant yeah, at that point. Yeah, really golden. <laughs> and that song had just been released like the week before yeah. the whole album, Midnight Control, which is fantastic. And it was just playing in my head as I'm just like, taking in this last moment of summer like mm-hmm. whatever i had been dealing with there's there's that line in this song uh that Duddy says which is 
all, all my troubles, you know, something to the effect of all my troubles seem like they don't make sense. Yes. Now. And 100%, I'm just like, that's beautiful. I'm here. I've had this amazing experience the past yeah. five weeks and now I'm going to go back to Nashville ready. Mm-hmm. And that was exactly why I took that time. Cause yeah. like, I needed to come back here ready to go. Yeah. And so what you said earlier, that's something I've been working on too, is not saying yes to everything or, um, cause you said sometimes here you feel like if someone asks you to do something, you almost just automatically yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the spiritual practice and the therapy practice that I do yeah. of the functional adult is like tuning into your body of what feels right of, is this a yes? Is this a no? Right. And really being able to say what's best for you in a healthy and authentic way. Yes. And it doesn't mean, I mean, obviously like, let's say if you never came back to yoga, of course I'd be sad, but you ha- always have to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you knew that your body was saying no to that or your soul was saying no to that, then it's tuning into what's best for you. Right. Yeah. And that's, th- uh, that reminds me there, I released a solo mission a few weeks ago where it's like your feelings are feedback. Yes. You know, hundred percent follow your intuition, you mm-hmm. know? And I think, you know, over the past few years is where I've really started to like mm-hmm. come into that idea of intuition being a thing yes. and being a very important thing, yeah. an increasingly important thing. Like, you know, intrinsically what's right for you based yes. on how it feels. Yeah. And I think so often, you know, especially as recovering people pleasers, yes, we tend to ignore, ignore it because yeah. we want acceptance uh-huh. or we don't want some kind of negative consequence, yeah. the negative consequence that we imagine a lot of times from like a social mm-hmm. standpoint, you know, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like all that does by saying yes to things that feel mm-hmm. like no's is you're denying yourself. Mm-hmm. You are really just robbing yourself of opportunities to find what is for you and bring yeah. yourself further into alignment. Yeah. And you're falling out of alignment all the while. Absolutely. One thing that my therapist said a couple weeks ago, the most loving thing that I can do for you is be completely clear and authentic. And that's so damn awesome. And it's also so hard and challenging at times, especially if you're scared that someone would be upset or something. Um, And again, like you said, if you have a history in childhood of feeling that you don't need to ever rock the boat or that you're kind of walking on eggshells, then you can have a tendency to try to read what the other person wants you to say or do. And um, instead of trusting what you need to say or do and being there for yourself, you can just try to fall into what you think they would want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like you said, it's inauthentic. And in yeah. the long run, it's not going to serve anyone. Yeah. You've got to make sure your cup is full. Mm-hmm. That's what you're responsible for. And people are going to take that as they will. Yeah. yeah. And as we've both had a chance to discover this year, they're not always going to take it well. Not well. It might all, <laughs> It might get blown completely out of proportion. But the fact yeah. is like... Were you honest with yourself? Yep. Are you okay looking in the mirror? That's what matters. You know, it's hundred percent. People based on their own wounds and their own mm-hmm. their own feelings and how they've dealt with those things and choose to express those things, mm-hmm. they're gonna take it how they will. Yeah. We're not in control of other people's reactions. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact quote, but Glennon Doyle says in Untamed, if you're gonna disappoint someone, it damn well better not be yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that also resonated um for this year but yep yeah love that yeah and you know it's it's funny because i just i just saw a meme somewhere on instagram before like you know recovering people pleasers will be yeah. like this is my villain era <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> and it's just setting yeah. healthy boundaries yes. and it's like yeah but that's the thing is like when you don't 
when you're when you're not used to that or you feel like it's so bad yeah. but it's not it's so healthy and it's so good um but you're right you just feel horrible and you almost have to check in with people that really love you or your therapist or whoever it is um to make sure hey like i'm not overdoing it so one thing on the chart of codependency which i know we've talked about not doing a lot of labels and i like that um, is that sometimes we can feel less than if we have certain trauma histories or mm -hmm. things like that. And so then if we go to a place of being a little bit more empowered, we can feel like we're doing something wrong. Like you said, of not doing the people pleasing, et yeah. cetera. Um, so yeah. Yeah. But check in with people you love and whatnot and with yourself, really. But. Yeah. Yeah. But if you need that reference point, yeah. you know, go to the people that you know yes. will be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And you're not always going to like what they have to say. Yeah. But at least it's honest and it's meant to help, even if yeah. it doesn't feel particularly helpful in mm -hmm. the moment. You know, I know I've definitely had instances where. I heard something I didn't want to hear and mm -hmm. all the person was trying to do was steer me away from the dumpster fire, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yes. but, you know, but at the same time, there's something, at least for me, like I need to learn the lesson, Yes, you, you know? Yeah. So another quote, and then I'll stop is that a lot of people seek affirmation and not information. Mm -hmm. And so when you do that and you check in with people that, you know, support you, but that will be honest with you, you can take in that data, that information and then decide like, okay, you don't have to take it personally necessarily, but you can grow from what they're saying, um, which I think is really helpful for you to take that in and not just want people to tell you what feels good to you. Right. But I think that takes a certain level of emotional maturity. Of course, which is what we've been talking about, about not using the word narcissism so much. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's obviously a time and place for that. Yeah. But really what I see it as as a therapist is emotional immaturity yeah. most of the time. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's diagnoses that can cause someone, if they have a pattern of being like that all the time, then that would fit for them. Yeah. But I don't love to use all those terms a ton, like you said as well. Yeah. Um, because really what it is is emotional immaturity. Yeah. And it because like using those terms over you can get to a point where you're overusing them and really yeah. going down a rabbit hole mm -hmm. like even because i've been you know i've been looking into yeah what narcissism is yeah over of course the past you know several months and i notice even on youtube like mm -hmm. okay it's good to like watch these videos and to like help understand it mm -hmm. and help understand these traits and how to navigate around mm -hmm. them you know you know when you're dealing with that you know coming from another person mm -hmm. but even the way the content's presented on YouTube, it's very like splashy, like, mm -hmm. you know, buzzwordy, like mm -hmm. narcissist, the Gaslighting. evil narcissist. <laughs> yeah. How do you defeat the narcissist? And it's like, is it really even about defeating the no. narcissist? Yeah. Or is it about like taking your power back yes. and limiting theirs over you? Yeah. You know, but Absolutely. like, I feel like people get so far down that rabbit hole now yeah. of like, Oh, well, what is narcissism? Well, everyone's a narcissist except me. Yeah. And then, you know, you've got 10 fingers pointing back at yeah. you. But it, it's it's just a slippery slope. Yeah. So exactly what you said a second ago, emotional maturity is about holding space for your authentic self, what I call your functional adult, mm -hmm. um, as well as the awareness of knowing that we're all freaking human here mm -hmm. and we're going to make mistakes. But being able to take in what other people say and use that so that you can be the best version of you, the most authentic, loving, healthy version of you yeah. rather than um, 
winning or anything along those lines because right. it's not about that mm-hmm. and it's not black and white you it's know not. i think i think like anything else in life pretty much like mm-hmm. what we term as personality disorders and i'm not a licensed professional yeah. at all <laughs> but like it seems to me the more i look into this and the more mm-hmm. i experience people like it seems to really exist on a spectrum of course you know and people mm-hmm. like People will be like so far into what you would call narcissism mm-hmm. to where it's a personality disorder, but it really it's just they haven't done that work on themselves. Absolutely. They haven't developed enough. Yeah. And you could say that across the board for anything. For anything. Absolutely. I think that if you get into enough pain or you feel like there's enough um, disconnect from people that you love, then anyone can change. Or I feel like most people can change, right. but you have to want that. You know, you have to want to be accepting to look at your patterns, your behaviors that don't serve you, and then um, tune into what is healthiest for you. And forgive yourself for the ways yes. that you failed to show up, you know, Amen. in the past. I, for me, another thing that's really come up this mm-hmm. year, um, yeah, I, I've mentioned it on the show before. I was in a seven year relationship for most of my twenties and I hung on to a lot of resentment. Mm -hmm. I think for a long time, Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, with other more recent events taking place, it kind of put that into perspective, you know, and it's like it put into perspective the ways that maybe I wasn't showing up the way that Mm -hmm. I needed to, the ways that I was emotionally immature back Mm -hmm. then. And it, it brought me to a point where, I don't think she'll mind me saying this. Like my ex and I have actually had a couple of conversations over the past, you know, six to eight months, like where it's like, Hey, you know, we're Mm -hmm. finally, like I gave myself a chance to own like, Hey, I understand my part in everything. And I'm sorry. And And like, it just, you just come to this point where it's like, you realize where you were making things more difficult Mm -hmm. by perhaps experiencing that in somebody else or just from life and just, learning and just doing the work you know Mm -hmm. and just really going inward on yourself and finding ways that you can be better Mm -hmm. hearing you say that I'm sure she respected that and it's almost like there was probably a lot of peace that happened after y'all had those conversations yeah um and then too giving yourself grace for what you did during that time period of you being together because Mm -hmm. there could have been behaviors that you had that were related to your mom passing or different Mm -hmm. things that happened and so it's but it's that balance of giving yourself grace, but that awareness of having healthy behaviors and healthy um, habits and communication. Yeah. You know, Ty, Ty, who was just on the show a couple of weeks ago, he and I were talking about this offline too, mm-hmm. like this exact scenario. Mm-hmm. And like, we both started that relationship really young. I was 23. Yeah. She was 20. Yeah. We spent most of our 20s together. And like for two kids who started dating in college and had no idea who they were. Babies. <laughs> no idea what they wanted. Yeah. No idea, like, what to, how to even start to figure that out. Like, yeah. seven years is a good run. That's a great run. <laughs> you know? That's a really great run. Like, and you really get to know someone. Yeah. And, like, hopefully you get to know yourself. Amen. Yeah. You know? A hundred percent. But I think, too, like, if you don't also give yourself a chance to grow when mm-hmm. you realize that drift taking place, which it did in that scenario yeah. for me, like, your your growth's going to be stunted and you're going to become resentful. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like for me like that ended when it needed to cuz we both got to go figure out who we were mm-hmm. so we could show up better for ourselves first mm-hmm. and foremost and then see how that manifests in the world. Mm-hmm. She's married now. I'm mm-hmm. super happy for her. Yeah. You know, and like I'm building my thing, but I don't know that either, either one of us would have gotten to this point mm-hmm. if we had stayed together and if we had followed through on getting engaged, mm-hmm. married like I feel like there would have been just a lot of 
stunted growth, yeah. bitterness, resentment that would have yeah. harbored. I love that. And another thing that you said a second ago is that you had resentment. And that's something I've been able to really work on this year, too, is allowing myself to feel whatever feelings I have. In the past, I w- if I felt anger or resentment, I would immediately be like, those are bad feelings. Mm, don't away. feel don't yep. feel those. So now I'm trying my best to allow myself to feel whatever I need to feel. Um, the goal, of course, is to not feel that eventually and to move through that. But mm-hmm. it's like if you just shove that down and try to push it away, um, I don't think that you can fully heal. Right. It's going to so, come out in other ways. Mm-hmm. Those ways are probably going to be self-destructive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or destructive elsewhere mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just not what you want to have yeah. happen. And that's why I did the training for EMDR um, that we talked about yeah, last yeah. time mm-hmm. in your podcast in April which is getting us out of the amygdala, which is our fight, flight, freeze, fawn response mm-hmm. and helping our brain to reprocess so that we can feel all the shit we need to feel yeah. so that we can release it and finally move past it mm-hmm. and not hold on to things. Um, because if not, then we're staying in that amygdala and yeah. responding from that. Yeah. And letting go is so important, <sighs> you know? Amen. And I used to, I used to feel like letting go was a bad thing. Like, yeah. Like I'm not being I'm not being loyal to you know my feelings of yeah but like first of all your feelings change and also yep. like there comes a point where you're like certain era situations relationships have served their mm-hmm. purpose and it's time yes. to learn from them that's what I was gonna say they don't serve you or the other person anymore and right. that's okay um, but it's just kind of coming to a place of being open to that and embracing it and letting it be what it is um, I think that's so crucial. Byron Katie has a good book called loving what is Mm -hmm. and allowing anything to just be whatever it is. Um, But again, you have to have all the feelings first that your soul, your brain, all of that is needing to feel. Um, Yeah. You have to let the storm pass. Ooh, yes. That's a good way to have to let the storm pass because Mm -hmm. you know, if you just, you know, just like pressure in the sky or Mm -hmm. pressure in like a bottle that you shake up, Mm -hmm. like the more, the more you stuff it down Mm -hmm. and the more it's like contained, Mm -hmm. the bigger the explosion is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's another thing I've been working on this year too, is tuning into my body more Mm -hmm. of what feels right, what doesn't feel right. Right. And Mel talked about that in the Mm -hmm. podcast with Lewis. Did you like that? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there was an excellent episode a few weeks back of School Lewis of Greatness. Uh-huh. Uh, he had Mel Robbins on. Oh, what was that quote that I just like, I hollered when I was yeah, like, Oh Whoa! my God, that was so good. <laughs> oh, oh well, let's think about it. Oh, uh, it was, um, is this person like giving positive additive energy or mm-hmm. are they a gigantic distraction? Mm-hmm. And it's like, just thinking mm. of it that way, like, <laughs> yeah. is, is everyone, everything around you adding or subtracting mm-hmm. from your greater vision for your life? Yes. You know, yeah. Is it bringing you further into alignment or is it bringing you out of alignment? Uh-huh. And like when she said that, I, I ran that back like six yes. or seven times, that part. Yeah. Like, and you'll notice too, like if you just sit with yourself and your body um, away from everything else, you'll notice if something feels in alignment or not in alignment. And I think in the past, you and I both, and I'm sure a lot of people that listen to your show have tried to push themselves and they're like, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. We're going to make this work. Uh-huh. And, and it's just not. Yeah. No. You usually know pretty quickly your body, your your intuition knows. Yeah. And then that's the thing is it comes back to intuition. Yeah. Like, but we have a habit of just denying that, mm-hmm. you know, and like as, but you, then you see the consequences of denying your intuition mm-hmm. enough times and you stop yeah. denying your intuition. Yeah. Yep. Another thing Mel said was that she wants to change it from mental health to 
something else. She didn't say specifically, but I do think it's a balance of mental health, physical health, spiritual health, which yeah. is what soul fit is. Um, but yeah. And, and then Lewis actually talked about that too, that that's his number one, not his relationship with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, or anything else, but his number one is his health. Yeah. His number one priority. Yep. Yeah. Because as that, as that goes, so goes everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be mm-hmm. fit of mind, you know, fit physically to yeah. really be able to give the most of yourself. Yeah. And, you know, for somebody like him, who's got a platform the size yeah. of greatness media, yeah. like he's got to be at his best all the time. Yeah. I really admire that he doesn't drink or, yeah. or do anything else, you know, mm-hmm. um, to alter his consciousness. He never has because like, he's got to be that mm-hmm. locked in, you know, yeah. I, I wish, you know, I wish I'd have him follow me around, you know, when I'm at the yeah. beach for the weekend, be like, Hey, put Gerard. That down. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like, you know, mm-hmm. he just like, yeah, he's just got it dialed in. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. It's like, looking to people like that who are doing it, who mm-hmm. are focusing on their health, on their well-being, not just for themselves, but so they can go out and be and bring mm-hmm. the best version of themselves to what they do yeah. and to the people they serve. Like that's such a huge thing. You know, that's I, the more, the older I get, like the more content I consume like that. Yes. I love know? that. And I think that's a huge piece of advice for anyone that is entering a new relationship is to continue your habits that you have. Like, don't stop going to yoga. Don't mm-hmm. stop doing your things just because you're in a new relationship to continue taking care of yourself yeah. in whatever ways you have been before. And you might get pushback from that person. That might mean they're not the right one. Maybe you just need to communicate your boundaries and you don't have to say it in a harsh way. You could just say, Oh, this is just really important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and a healthy person will be able to receive that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't ever want to lose the things that make you, you No, no, no. in in a relationship. And we've all been there. I think especially, you know, you compromise certain things that over time you realize are non-negotiables for you. you A hundred percent. And I do think there's of course compromise, but First and foremost, it's taking care of the self, taking care of your health. Um, And so that's another thing I'm super proud of that I've done this year is at the first of the year, I told myself I'm going to stop taking um, my ADHD medication that I had been prescribed in college and then taken in my master's degree. Um, And so I just know for me personally, it's best for my body to not be on medication Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like food is medicine and yoga is medicine, uh-huh. all my spiritual practices, God, all of that. Uh, but I do think there's a time and place. And so I know a lot of my clients have medication and that benefits them. But I am proud of myself because I think that's been a big accomplishment for me this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How do you feel before versus after? Oh my gosh, that feels so much better. Yeah. I feel a lot more connected to people. There was something about taking... ADHD medication that made you feel a little bit disconnected, I feel like, from other people. I've heard that. Yeah. Like you kind of feel like numb. A little bit the, more yeah. of a zombie. You're like mm-hmm. you're so focused on what you're doing and getting done rather than um connection, which I feel like is the most important thing. Yeah. And so yeah. Well, without connection, what's it about? What is it? You yeah. Know? Like you need mm-hmm. I, I have a good friend back home in Bethlehem, Lisa mm-hmm. Robinson. If Lisa's listening, sometimes she checks this stuff out. Yeah. So uh she actually took photos for UMC when it was LVU up there for yeah. quite a long time. So shout out to Lisa. But she has a tattoo on her arm and it says life is with people. Mm. And I remember there was a time before I moved here where I was like I felt like I was struggling to connect. And you know, she she just has a very matter of fact way about her. Yeah. She's like <laughs> 
pardon my French, look, fucker, life is with people. <laughs> That's and that always stuck with me. You yeah. know? And even like moving here, yeah. you know, it's like I came here, you know, primarily for professional purposes. Mm-hmm. Didn't know, t- I knew two people when I moved here and they mm-hmm. were the people I lived with. And so it's like, I've had her come back to that, you know, mm-hmm. pull up the sleeve, yeah. <laughs> look at the tattoo. Like, because at the end of the day, like what is building all of this if you don't have people yes. to share it with? If yeah. you don't have... Something to go back to at the end mm-hmm. of the day. You know, if you're just doing this purely just to say you did it. Yes. Like, it's it's going to be a very hollow victory no matter how successful you are. That's mm-hmm. why you have millionaires, billionaires who of course. are depressed, who have all yeah. kinds of... Disconnect. Disconnect, mental health uh, mm-hmm. struggles, yeah. which manifest themselves into physical health struggles, mm-hmm. addictions, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Because when you're not connecting to other people yeah. and you're just so zeroed in yeah. on what you're doing or who you are mm-hmm. or who you're purporting yourself to be, you're going to feel that disconnect. Yep. And people are going to feel disconnected from you and it's going to lead to relationships that yes. are very surface level, uh-huh. not rich, you know, in terms yeah. of like the quality of the relationship. Yeah, and the thing is that you're really disconnected from yourself at that point mm-hmm. too. Um, so the more that you're disconnected from who you truly are through your spiritual practice and things like that, the more that you're going to feel disconnected from other people. Um, yeah. So I feel like for me personally, not being on any of those kind of medications has helped me to feel like the most authentic version of myself. And I love that. Yeah. It's been really good. Yeah. And I think there's a broader conversation too about, you know, prescription medications. Well, prescription medications. That's actually not where I was going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But like about this whole idea of keeping up appearances, keeping up with the Joneses. Yep, 100%. That's kind of what that brought up for me because like I see it in this industry, you know, people come to town, you know, and they're they're young, you know, it's their first foray into the industry and somebody's trying to tell them what their art needs to be or who they need to be, how they need to present Mm -hmm. themselves, you know, and I, I see a lot of artists go through that when they're starting out and a lot of them get really discouraged because they're disconnected yes. from who they are and why they got into this in the first mm-hmm. place. Now it's about pleasing the algorithm. Yes. Now it's about don't bore us, get to the chorus. It's not about creating what they actually came here mm-hmm. or came into this industry to create. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get burned out. Some give up. And then, you know, you do have some too who mm-hmm. eventually decide to take that control back and mm-hmm. that power back for themselves. Yeah. But if you're just keeping up this appearance, this image, this, you know, yeah. what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. versus what it actually actually is it's robbing you of not only your true self but connecting with the people who are truly yours yes I love that like you'll have more connections that are more authentic to who you are yeah Yeah, I love that that makes so much sense yeah I completely agree and it was weird because I kept getting I had three or four clients that came in that were saying that they wanted to work on getting off of their ADHD medications Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was their mental health part of it. Of course, yeah. they also had a nutritionist and things like that. So, yeah, I felt like it was cool. It was like God divine telling me, like, this is definitely where you're supposed to go next. And yeah. this is something that is best for you. Yeah. And by having that experience yourself, by knowing what it's like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are adjustments that you have yeah. to make. You oh, know? yeah. It took a little while and definitely eating really healthy helped a lot. Um, but it took a while to get 
that full energy back and that drive. And that's why I really tuned into, okay, do I feel like yoga today? Do I think I just need to do a walk today? Because with some of those medications, you can push yourself to do things that you wouldn't, your body wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Um, and so I think that it's give yourself grace if you do decide or any of your, obviously you don't, but any of your listeners just decide to stop taking medicine. Of course, talk to your doctor first, but give yourself grace through the beginnings of that mm-hmm. um, and tuning into what feels right to your body. Yeah. There's always going to be an adjustment period yeah. or something like that. I would imagine I've, mm-hmm. I've never, I've never been on medications yeah. like that to know. Yeah. Um, but like, like you change, you take something out of the equation physically, yeah. it's going to affect you physically. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's just like changing your diet. Well, I don't know if it's just like changing your diet, yeah, but like, I'm, I think in a lot of ways, yeah, because it is a part of your diet of what you're taking in. Right. So, whether that's people's energy or food or whatever, just I think overall, that's something you and I have talked about for 2022 being conscious of our diet, like every single thing of our diet, not yeah. just our food, but like taking in what's best for us people wise and um, podcast wise yeah. or things like that. The content you consume as well. Yes. Yeah. All of it. Like yeah. the, the, the diet of consumption, you know, in, in different ways, you know, like mm-hmm. are you watching the news and seeing how the world is terrible every night or are yeah. you actually seeking out content? That's not that, that mm-hmm. offers things from a refreshed objective yeah. perspective. Right. And that's like, you know, I know foundation. I talked about this a few weeks ago on the yeah. show about how like, the news is just bad for you. The media is bad yeah. for you. Like yeah. <laughs> go out and seek like objective mm-hmm. truth and you'll realize like, and go out and talk to people yeah. and you'll realize like the world's not that bad of a place. Yeah. And it feels like black and white, like you said earlier, or fear tactics and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I, I would say to your listeners, anything that feels like fear tactics are such black and white um, opposites, then I think that that's probably most likely dysfunctional and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, most of what's truly healthy and good is going to be somewhere in the middle, not quite so fear-based. Right. Well, that's what I'm noticing, too, is, like, a lot of the healthiest people in the public eye yeah. that I kind of look to, like, they mm-hmm. come at it from the middle. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they don't come at, come at it from one side or another, yeah. super polarized, super opinionated. They come at it from a place of having conversations, yep. from a place of discourse, and this could be any issue at all. Yeah. You know, it's like... Let's have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's pick out the truth, mm-hmm. you know, and then the rest is conjecture, bias, opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think in our media, I don't think, I know in our media yeah. culture, it's all about what's going to sell. If it yeah. leads, it leads. I started in news journalism. I know what I'm talking about. Yes. Like, and you see it, you see it all the time where it's like, okay, well, this network caters to this audience and that network caters to that audience. So of course they're going to trash the yeah. other side. When really there are no sides. Mm -hmm. The sides are a construct. Mm -hmm. And the truth resides as it does most of the time, the vast majority of the time, squarely in the middle. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, I love how you went from saying I think to I know. And you like you kind of got fierce about it. You're like, no, I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Because I do. That's your soul knows. So that's again, I do different modalities in the therapy that I do, but one of the main ones is um, being in connection to your functional adult, which mm-hmm. is understanding your trauma history of your past. Yeah. Um, and a big part of being in your adult is really monitoring your spiritual connection and how you do that is through being in moderation, being in the middle mm-hmm. about things and not seeing things so much as, um, this is bad or this is good and seeing like just what it is. Right. Um, yeah. So. And sometimes you're going to run into situations that are objectively yeah, bad. Absolutely. You know, and, 
or people that aren't healthy for you to have in your life, mm -hmm. and that's okay. Um, that doesn't mean that you should tell them what they have to do or that they're bad or anything like that. You can be honest with them if you feel like they can hear you. I do think there's also, um, if you've tried to communicate things to someone and you feel like they can't truly authentically hear you, then I think it would be unhealthy for you to continue having that conversation. Yes. Um, and not good for you. So yeah, you have you to know, <laughs> you have to know when to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And again, you know, I know we made this point before, but like another mm -hmm. person's reaction to that is going to be their reaction yeah. to that. But you have to know when it's best for you to turn and walk away. Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah. It's and that's something that for me, you know, I think has always been a challenge. You know, Dan, the process. Like, well, I care about this person and I don't want to. Sometimes it's just like it's not even about whether you care yeah. about the other person or not. Yeah. Do you care enough about yourself? Yes. To yes. preserve yourself, to show yourself the respect of I will not tolerate this unhealthy behavior. Yeah. This yeah. toxic behavior. And yeah. whether the other person realizes whether or not their behavior is toxic, yeah, that's for them to figure out. Yeah, everyone's got to go on their own journey, mm -hmm. and you know the their level of emotional maturity will show, mm -hmm. you know, and it's going to show up in whether they acknowledge that and own that, or yeah. they project it onto you. Yes, one hundred percent. You know, we all run into various situations in our lives where you know sometimes people will be like you know what i'm sorry i apologize and sometimes people will just spew it spew it spew it yeah because it prevents them from having to do that difficult work and it is difficult yeah but uh, for sure it's so hard to own your shit but i'll promise you that when you do and you sit back and you reflect um the people that are supposed to be in your life will 100 percent be in your life yeah um and i think that sometimes certain situations can take time yeah um, but like you said, there are certain situations that someone may be not able to hear you and hear what's going on for you or vice versa. And so in those situations, it's, yeah, it's important for you to step away. Mm -hmm. And when you do own your shit, it's the most freeing thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, no matter what, like, yeah. you can say what you want. You can do what you want. Like, mm -hmm. I know the truth. I yeah. know what my truth is. Yeah. I'm living according to that. Yes. And... Again, it, it comes back to the law of attraction. You're going to attract better energy yeah. that's more aligned mm -hmm. with who you are. Yeah. And what your vision, what your values are. Yeah. You know, as opposed to trying to just please anybody. Yeah. I saw this image in my head just a second ago, and I know you and I can both do, to, do this, or we have in the past, where we've tried to hold on to something, hold on to something, uh -huh. and it's like our hands are on this thing or the relationship or the friendship or whatever, and there's a fire underneath that's like lighting our fingers on fire, and we're <laughs> like, we're like, no, 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 like let us just keep on, like we'll try a little bit harder, we'll do this differently, or let me get a different grip on it, and mm. really our hands are on freaking fire, and we mm. have to let that go. So I think for us, it's a constant practice of once we notice the fire, like to release it. <laughs> like, yeah. um, mm -hmm. And again, that doesn't make anyone horrible or anything like that or any situation. Um, but yeah, releasing that and doing what's best for you. Yeah. I just got the image of the dog in the house drinking the tea with the yeah. house on fire. This yeah. is fine. <laughs> I, everything's fine. I, I have been this fine. I have been that this is fine dog many times oh, in my life. But those same, days are over, folks. Same. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, because like you don't want to be the bad guy. Yeah. But then after a while yeah. it's like, well, I'm not. So yeah. I don't care if you think I am. A hundred percent. And one thing that my therapist said as well, and that I also do in my therapy is that when you model being in the adult and having those healthy um, limits and stuff, then you can model that to them. And that doesn't mean that they have to continue being in your life, but that's you being in your authentic functional adult self 
And um, yeah, so maybe they could learn from that or you can learn from when someone else is being in that space. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But we're all responsible for our own learning. A hundred percent. And yep. that, that's really like the idea of control, you know, and what do we actually control? Yes. Continued coming up for me in 2022 is like, what do I control? How I show up for myself and how I show up for my platform and mm-hmm. the people in my life. Other than that, I don't control anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't control the traffic. I don't control the weather. I don't control other people's responses or yeah. opinions. Why try to control any yeah. of that? You don't control people that are rapping at yoga or yeah. that are coming by in a crazy bus. Like that's just not ours to hold on to. And mm-hmm. so we have to release all of those things. Um, and it can be a constant practice, especially in relationship or friendship. Yeah. And especially for me in friendship, because um, I think that's something where a place that I've always felt a lot of safety in my life. And so um, whenever that's been something that has shifted, then I think that that can be difficult. But again, coming back to what's your authentic self and what's best for you in that moment or that time period um, and just continuing to follow that and do each next next best step. Yeah. And realizing that none of it is linear. Yeah. You know, Love you're that. going to revert. Yeah. You know, you're going to. Hell yeah. Everybody's got triggers. You yeah. Know? I, know, I know that word has been stigmatized. Yeah. In some circles, but, it's, but it makes sense. Everybody yeah. has them. Yeah. Like, and certain things will bring up certain feelings. And yeah. it's up to you to decide how you deal with those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You can't be too hard on yourself for getting triggered, as it mm-hmm. were, for having something affect you. None of us are robots, as yeah. much as we try to be sometimes. Like, there's there are always going to be those things that push your buttons, mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of dealing with them in healthy ways, letting mm-hmm. those storms pass, mm-hmm. not projecting it on anybody else, yes, not sitting with yourself, yeah, not, not escalating conflict. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, I love what you just said of not being so hard on yourself because if I was like, Lauren, why are you still being triggered by this? You've done lots of therapy. You're a therapist or mm-hmm. um, you've it's a done. Bad habit of mine too. Yeah, <laughs> you've done two therapy intensives. You know this stuff. You know what's happening. That's not serving me. I think, of course, my brain kind of goes there for a second, but then to be easier on myself and be like, okay, you know what? It's okay. Are you feeling pain right now? Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling um just overwhelm sit with that for a second and again it doesn't always feel great but uh, allowing yourself to do that and know that we're all human here just because we know the things doesn't mean that we're not gonna have the triggers Mm -hmm. and no matter the amount of work we've done that'll probably always be there a little bit Mm. um so yeah it's a process (laughs) and listening to yourself is important there too Mm -hmm. because it's like if something has you triggered to the point where it's going to be harder for you to push through a task mm-hmm. or something. Maybe mm-hmm. it's best to leave that task until you can come yeah. back to it clearly. You know, I know, yep. you know, there were definitely points for me this year where it's like, I need to take a step back from this and deal with this thing. Yeah. So I can actually come back and like give more of myself to yeah. what I'm actually trying to focus on right now. Yeah. You know, and that's like, especially like if you're going through like a rough transition, yes. you know, the end of a relationship, the end of a friendship. Yeah. You've lost a job, which uh, apparently a lot of people are doing right yeah. now in the recession. Like, yeah. you know, there are going to be those days. Everybody has days where they don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. I don't care who you are. If you say of otherwise, course. you're probably not telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hell e- yeah. everybody's got those days. But y- you need to allow yourself to feel that. But then mm-hmm. you need to 
be kind enough to yourself to yes. gently start to pull yourself up. Yeah. You know, yeah. because if you stay in it too long and you like you start to cycle, yeah. You know, it's it's just like going down the narcissist YouTube rabbit yeah. hole. It's like yeah. you start getting hypnotized by your own yeah. thoughts or you know, and that's where that's where more serious conditions yes. and, and you know mm-hmm. adverse mindsets tend to develop is yeah. when you stay in your head yeah. with it and don't give yourself the opportunity to mm-hmm. pull out of it by with an activity with some kind of social activity by yeah. focusing on a passion like eventually you've got to pull yourself yeah. up when i hear you say what you just said it is in direct um conjunction is that the right word i guess yeah uh, let's, let's find out yeah well who knows <laughs> uh with what i feel like is stepping out of the inner child or your trauma history lovingly uh so let's say that you're laying in bed you're feeling depressed you're feeling down or like you're not enough then that's probably a younger age I, that's one thing i always do with myself and my clients is i say how old does that behavior or that thought mm. feel and notice like if you are feeling not enough that could be the really little boy or the really little girl Mm. feeling scared and if you're my client then you know that we go back and figure out what traumas could relate to that or be direct connection to that but then not staying in it we we lovingly we love the kiddo we want to be sweet to the kiddo within us but then we want to step back into that powerful peaceful functional adult which is um, the crucial part that keeps us going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's important to trace things back to their origins. Yes. Yeah. You know, that so was, you can be sweeter to yourself and yeah. whatnot. That, that, was, that was something I started doing in 2020 when the world yeah. shut down. Um, you know, cause we all had extra mm-hmm. time to ourselves and it just kind of started unbeknownst to me. Like, cause like 2019, it was kind of a victory lap for me. Yeah. I'm like new city, new life, new everything. Yeah. I won, yeah, I won, yeah. I won. And then 2020, it's like, oh, well, now I'm here with my own thoughts and just whatever I wake up and do professionally every day. And it's like, I started to notice there were deeper layers that I hadn't, like I had started to do the work before I moved here. Mm -hmm. And then once I moved here, I just put a pause on it. I'm like, I won. I'm good. My life is good now. I have money. It's great. Uh, But then like 2020 starts and you're you're just kind of left with like, oh, I left off somewhere and I didn't finish that. Mm -hmm. You know, and you start to trace things back to like, you know, things about your social interactions, things about your relationship interactions, where it's like, where did that come from? And you Mm -hmm. start to trace it back to those earlier memories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like you said something to the effect of like, how old is that? Yeah. How old does that feel? Or how old do you feel behavior wise? Or yeah. And another way I interpreted that was like, how long has this been coming up? Yeah. Because if you, if you assess that, then you can trace it back to the approximate Mm -hmm. age situation event where it happened Mm -hmm. and you can take ownership of that one thing i did rtt uh rapid transformational Mm -hmm. therapy last last summer 21 and it helped me like get at the core of some things Mm -hmm. like you know that were responsible for the struggles i've had with self-worth yeah and like i never really like correlated it to those specific events Mm -hmm. but these were the first things that came up Mm -hmm. and it's like oh, why'd that come up? Okay, yeah. pay attention to that. Yeah. You know, it's, and like you start to realize like, wow, I've felt this way about myself or about this aspect yeah. of myself the entire time. Mm-hmm. How do I 
what do I do about that? How do yes. I change that? You know? How do I step out of that into a more powerful Gerard or Lauren or yeah. whoever? Or you out there. Yeah, or you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I love that. So, And I don't know if we talked about this last time, but it's kind of like Jingle Blocks. So mm-hmm. whatever the activating event now is, is maybe at the top of the Jingle Blocks, but there's one much lower yeah. that could be a core fear, which could be a fear of abandonment, a fear of intimacy, a fear of not being enough. Um, a fear of that you have to do so much in order to matter where mm-hmm. we all matter and we all have value just how we are, not because of anything external. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, too. I think a lot of our reactions to other people or other external stimuli mm-hmm. are reactions to things from earlier in life. Absolutely. That are just still weighing on uh, us and haven't been healed yet. Yes. You know, like it happens all the time, you know, yeah. where you project a trauma onto somebody and that trauma doesn't have anything to do with, with the person them. you're projecting yeah. it onto. <laughs> no, it's yours. <laughs> you know, it's it's something else that's happened in your history yeah. or that even that you've perceived in your history that like you have stuffed down. It's, mm-hmm. It goes back to that idea of stuffing it down. If you do that, mm-hmm. it's going to manifest itself in other ways in your relationships mm-hmm. and your jobs, everything mm-hmm. until you actually face it. And it's the hardest thing in the world to do is to take that mm-hmm. look in the mirror. Yeah, you know, like, absolutely. To really realize that you're responsible for you mm-hmm. and vice versa their responses are typically about them and their his their trauma history mm-hmm. um that doesn't mean that we have to figure it all out uh that's not our journey to figure out necessarily if it's someone that we love we can help them get curious about it but again it's their journey um but another thing that i love is that whether that's the fear of abandonment or fear of intimacy those are both really old so adults cannot be abandoned only mm-hmm. children can yep. Um, And so if you're feeling fear of being alone or fear of being abandoned, then that is a really old wound. Fear of not being enough, that's also a very old wound. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Insightful stuff. Yeah. I know we are, we are coming up on time here, but we could probably go on. We could talk for like a few more hours. Yeah. (laughs) Easily. Well, we'll do this again. Yeah, we will. We'll have to do like a 2023 one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely do this again. Lauren Gomez of Soulfit Counseling joining us before I do all the sign off thingies. um, Tell people where they can learn more about you online. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Lauren Gomez. And it's Gomance Like Romance. My grandpa made it up. Super fun. And then Soul Fit Counseling. And then my website is GetYourSoulFit.com. And I have a therapy program that explains and works through all of this uh, trauma history stuff, which I love. And yeah, so you can find me there. All right. I loved it. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure. Yep. And I look forward to yoga in the park again. Yeah. And And Zoom yoga, hopefully soon. And Zoom yoga. But I mean, (laughs) yoga in the park with all the the, the, uh, possible... Chaos. Chaos that <laughs> yeah. can occur, you know? That's what really gives it some flavor. Yeah. You know, that adds the, it's the so seasoning to the, mm-hmm. to the chili pot of yoga. Mm-hmm. This has been the Quinn Spin, two ends in Quinn, two ends in Spin. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. Also, learn more about the show on Instagram at Quinn Spin Official. That's really the only active social handle. I don't want a TikTok. I'm not getting one. So there. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, learn more about us at undergroundmusiccollective.com, our central hub for all things independent music, wellness, community, creativity, and more. Uh, you can learn more about UMC on all the socials as well. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. Spotify's there. The UMC 20 playlist as well. You get 20 fresh tracks every week, plus the bonus track of the latest episode of this very podcast. Go to NashLive.Live. We've got plenty of shows coming up in 2023. Very excited. Kind of taking time to reload for the new year, but we're coming out swinging. Let me tell you, we've got some cool things planned. So 
Make sure you stay tuned at Nash Live Shows on Instagram. Rebel Nine's All I've Become, our closing theme song, just like it's our opening theme song. Gonna take us out, just like it let us in. I'll see you next time. Now